You're listening to Best Friends Catching Up. The Mark and Joe Show. Oh, ho, ho. what a chemise you've chosen for the pod. Let's go. Joe Dude, it's a great shirt. Should I put on mine? Yeah. Really nice body. Oh, my God. Abercrombie model. Dude, these shirts are sweet. Okay. <laughs> I just went for a crazy little bike ride. It wasn't even like a like a mountain bike ride. It was more just like I was on my mountain bike, but I was just listening to music, just cruising the valley trail. And, God, it was just nice and enjoyable. Serene. So serene. Like, the music, just great. Like... Every now and then, I would just take my hands off the bars and just sort of, like, do a little jig, too. Like, I was just really, really enjoying myself. What are some songs that you're really, you're really vibing to these days? Like, you know the songs that you sometimes, you, you're, you'll repeat, you'll, yeah. you'll play it? Uh, a couple at the moment are a recent one. Fuck, what's it called? It's called, like, Sun, Sun Something. Uh, I can't recall it. But uh, it's a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sunfire by Wild Dorado. It's a good tune. It's nice. Under the Weather too, Mac Miller. That's a sick song. Um RIP Mac, but that's a dope tune. It's off Blue Side Park, like one of his lesser known albums. You should bump that. It's great. Ooh. Ooh. I'm liking on Spotify, everybody. Yeah, Joe's wearing uh me and Joe bought shirts at Old Navy separately without knowing one another owned the shirt. And we both have the same like party shirt essentially, and we're wearing them right now. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, dude. Speaking of shirts, Joe, uh, um, Joe made some sweet momentum Vista print shirts. Ooh, <laughs> merch. <laughs> New merch, man. Joe shows up to my. Uh, so I was just back in Ontario for uh, for about a week, and Joe Joe um, shows up to my parents' cottage. About four and a half hours before, before meet him. <laughs> Dude, I don't know where like the lines got crossed. Where, like, I, I think I had been saying for a while, like, I'm gonna come up at the break of dawn. I don't know if you thought that was a metaphor for uh, just like coming with some heat, but yeah, no, I, I literally woke up at 5 a.m. <laughs> and just cruised on in. I like pulled up at 8:30. Your mom was taking out the trash and uh, taking the garbage up to the garage, and your dad was still asleep. Yeah, <laughs> she gave me and, and and Mark's mom gave me this look like, what? like she's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I was thinking, I was sitting in my car, I'm like, oh shit, like, they, don't <laughs> even, they don't even know I'm coming. No, they knew you were it's coming like, for sure. Well, I know, but I, I I know how you sometimes you you let the details slide, and like I don't think you would purposely not tell them, but yeah. maybe you thought you told them, but you didn't actually. And now I'm like showing up and it's the middle of COVID and they're in this like wooded cottage retreat where they're so sheltered from COVID. And now I'm there and like, yeah, but, but turned out, turned out to be a blessing. It was kind of a uh, fun man. You're like folks. not many. Um, you're like one of the only people, like one of the only one of my friends that I would just be totally comfortable with you just hanging out with my parents for like four hours. Mostly just, dug up some old dirt on you and uh oh, really nice yeah yeah your yeah. mom was pretty upset for a little bit there but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah joe made these sweet momentum t-shirts they're like white 
shirts and it has like uh, momentum and like a cool sort of like uh what'd you call that font cool like, font it's like it's it's like like something like a font from like uh i don't know it's just cool and then there's a little like bird. a retro diner yeah or something. yeah re- yeah i was thinking like stranger things sort of vibe um and then it has like a sweet little bird and joe gave one to me emil my mom my dad <laughs> <laughs> your brother <laughs> yeah man so good the vista frank game i also printed one of those for uh nikki her sister her mom her dad my mom my dad my brother big order 25 shirt order just, yeah something like that yeah. man the thing is that like i also gave one to our foreman at work i uh gave one to my buddy pete Dude, you're just spreading the momentum. Through. That's what I was thinking, man, when I was making this shirt and I was just, you know, I was proud of it. It's, it's fun to, to create something that you like are proud of. But uh, I was just, this is such a positive shirt. And I feel mm. like we had such a good conversation about momentum on the last episode. Yeah. And I was just feeling that like, I don't know. I just wanted to spread it forward. Yeah. And this was just such a like awesome way to like shh show off something cool that I made and just spread some cheer. And like when you kind of explain the, the whole, like, uh, the pillars of momentum. Yeah. The meaning behind it all. People yeah. see their eyes light up and it's, it's, uh, it's more than just a t-shirt. Yeah, man. Amen. Cheers, brother. Fuck folks. Uh, we haven't changed the name of the podcast yet. It's not the momentum podcast yet. <laughs> but you might you might uh, you might be wondering what you're listening to. Me? Yeah. Ah, best friends catching up. The Mark and Joe show. Mark and Joe show. I am Mark. I'm Joe. Let's go. Joe, I'm so friggin' happy right now. I'm Me just too. like really like, fuck, man. I'm just in a really good spot. Just you take just gotta it. bottle it. I know, bottle it, harness it, and like, man, I texted Ryan um, just about how great life is really going right now, and uh, he said same for him. But then he also had a good little. He's like, what are like, what are three things that could knock you? out of momentum or like just out of like being in like the such mm. a good good state that's um, really interesting yeah it was a great it was a great little um question to ask it made me think for a bit and the three that i sort of came up with were if something kind of like effed happened with my business if i got injured and if I knew that was gonna be injury one. was definitely one and then uh i forget what my third one was but uh yeah. So it's kind of good. You kind of, you think about that a little bit and then you can kind of, um, you know, like you're not going to like tread carefully th- through life, but if you have those, if you have that in the back of your mind, it's, it's kind of, well, there's proactive things you can do to yeah. like ensure the health of your business and the health of your body. Yes, and, exactly. uh, 
Yeah. And you might as well do them. Like, man, it, it, it's interesting how it's so easy to become complacent on like the things that you know will bring you joy, but mm-hmm. it's, it's weird how you, it's so easy to lose sight of yeah. some things, but I don't know. You go through the ups and the downs. Yeah. 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 It's a roller coaster, baby. Peaks and valleys. Peaks Dude, imagine and... that you just like, uh, you just jar it for later and then you bring out a nice pie at like Christmas time. Like, Oh, what's this? Strawberry rhubarb? No, actually, it's pure liquid momentum, <laughs> and it's hot, so be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, yeah. So I'm kind of like a ju- today was my first day of actual work since uh, being back in Ottawa for a week, and then the weekend, like I got back here on Thursday, so I didn't really work on Friday, and uh, yeah, I had a sweet little weekend, and today was kind of my first day back. I was just crushing invoices and. Man, tell me a little bit about your, about your like philosophy in the garden. You know, oh. like what kind of artistic? Surely you have your go-to. Like, yeah, I got my plants, plants that I like. I like a couple plants that I like are Siberian irises because they look good once they're done flowering. They kind of just look like a cool like grass, and then they have like these really nice purple flowers as well. Uh, so I do, I do like those. I'm gonna um, just Google all these. Yeah, like, Siberian once, once irises. Are, the episode, all they're sweet. They're sweet. They like a ton of sun. And then I don't know, like normal stuff, like uh, planting in like threes, fives, and sevens, and having like shorter stuff at the front and bigger stuff at the back. And <laughs> I like red stuff. I like red stuff. And anything with a blue flower, I dig as well. So you're basically like the, you you follow the mullet philosophy. You just keep it short up front, <laughs> long in the back. You know, yeah. still looks good after the party, during the party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Benny Benny asked me the other day to shave him a mullet for uh, for the fall. Are you serious? Yeah, he dude, he actually can rock a mullet pretty good. Dude, Benny, how was excited jo- are you for that? Stoked! I'm actually really excited. <laughs> I wanna, I almost wanna order some like hair cutting scissors off of Amazon and and really. Like really, kind of give him a good mullet, oh. you know? Because man, I like I trim hedges and I fucking prune bushes <laughs> and shit, you know. I feel like I got, like it's just on a smaller, Dude, finer. I'm picturing you, I'm picturing you like doing the full haircut with like the, the trimmers and everything. You're just like, ah, oh, it's just not looking right. And you run out to the shed, you grab your big like hedge snips, and you just take a little bit off the top. <laughs> man, I'll be like, I'll be like uh, Zohan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. eating a tub of hummus in between cuts. Dude, get this. Benny was driving up the Sea to Sky Highway the other day. And uh, he pulls up to like Function Junction or something. Or maybe it was still in Squamish. He pulls up beside these chicks. And they just they just look at him. They're like, and they're like, they like the cut of his jib. They write their both of their phone numbers down on a, on like a, on a piece of cardboard. And he rolled down his window and they just threw it into his car. Momentum. What, what, what? While he was no cruising? like I, no like at a stop at a stoplight. Is that sick? <laughs> Didn't even stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Isn't that incredible? That is sick. It's like, Man, nothing like that's ever happened to me. Fucking god, god damn it, Jim. <laughs> yeah, Benny. Benny's actually uh, really, really finding the kite right now. He's been going down to Squamish like every single day. Benny, um, for those of you who don't know, Ben's a housemate of mine, and he. Uh, also a dear dear friend but he works up at the mines and like one month on and then three months off so he was just up at the mine and uh dieting. one month on and three months off did i say months i meant weeks 
one week on three weeks off no one month on three weeks off okay yeah but yeah he just got back and he's just been ripping kiting and squamish uh like every single day Yo, respect, man. He's just making the most of it. Yeah, he says today, like yesterday, he said that was the best session he's ever had, and he doesn't feel like a noob anymore, which is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. that's really exciting. Yeah. Are you gonna try and get me on a bike, or are we just? No, I'm talking about kite, kite, kiting, kite surfing, or when you know oh. what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I thought you meant like kiting was like a metaphor for speed or something. <laughs> no, no, Benny doesn't bike. <laughs> <laughs> Benny doesn't bike. Yeah, you'll hop on a bike when you get out here. Do you Benny's not... been flying kites down the Squamish. He's got a nice, uh, he's got a nice rainbow one, and he's got. Then, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, I'd what? love to fly a kite. Like I joke, mm-hmm. but that'd be so fun to just like on a windy day and get like a nice. I'm not talking about a kite you get from the dollar store. Just like something that's professional, good like kite. made to fly, just yeah. to cut the wind. Yeah, I guess okay. that's called a parachute, but. Hey, have you been consuming any of this, uh, like, sports reopening? None of it. What? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Any reason? Just no time, no interest? What's going Not on? Really. Yeah, no no real interest. I don't know. I'm, uh, uh yeah, I guess, are the play- have the playoffs started and stuff? Or what? Yeah, what... but the, the NHL had the play-in series. Okay. So okay. how it worked is the teams 5 through 12. So, like, where the standings were when they ended, there's, like, 16 teams in each conference. I think in the Western Conference, there's 15 teams. But uh, so basically, the top 12 teams had a shot. So, like, I think only seven teams total are just straight up out. The Sens, seven. Sens are definitely out. Sens are out. Montreal was 12th in the East, so they just scrubbed in. They snuck in. Dope. And then, so, five plays 12, six plays 11, so on. Yeah in a best of five and that's a play-in series and then the top four teams play each other in a round robin to decide seeding one oh, through four whoa interesting. Like they're guaranteed to be in the playoffs so just who's gonna get seeding yeah. which it doesn't really freaking matter because all the games are in toronto it's not like you have home ice yeah but in hockey it's weird because there is still like uh yeah, there's like face-offs last, and stuff and last yeah, change, last and change. Stuff, yeah. like there is like a actual rule base like yeah. advantages to home ice but uh, Montreal freaking beat the Pens, the fifth five seed. No way. Yeah, they beat the Pens 3-1. They're in the playoffs. And the Pens are the, out. As the lowest seed. Dude, that's, then, the, man, there's so dude, much. The Bruins, the Bruins were like the gods of the regular season before COVID. Then yeah. they went 0-3 in the round robin. Boom. So they had the best record going in, and now they're the four seed. Yeah, man. Well, it's just, it, it is like, how can you really carry momentum from this regular season to this season? And that, no, it's a totally different team. It's yeah. that's what makes it so interesting. And like injured, yeah, like people who are injured, who were a write-off, are now back and stuff. It's 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 kind of cool. It's cool how they jigged a tournament together like that as well. Yeah, man, it's uh, I've really been enjoying it. And the basketball's been awesome. Yeah. The like, yeah, it's like a little AAU tournament. They're just they're all living in the same complex, just yeah. playing each other, seeing each other constantly. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, is there, I wonder if there's any smack talk going on. Yeah, I think like pretty, the players are pretty like jovial with each other. I think nowadays, like I don't think it's like the old days of the uh, the big bad uh, Pistons and they're, like coming up against the Bulls and stuff. But mm. I just I just think like it's so interesting with what's going on with the sports because of what you just said. They're like a team that was like kind of down and out. Maybe they were slumping when. COVID happens. 
now they just it's like a fresh start you know everyone has a chance to just find that new gel and find that momentum and maybe teams that were doing better before just can't find it yeah it's like whichever team can just come together the quickest and just like make it happen it's so exciting anyone can it's kind of opens things up again anyone can win the covid cup have you been playing any golf no i haven't i'm i'm not really gonna be doing that with my left hand like if i just took a deep divot i could just see myself just shattering my hand it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty fragile it's pretty like yeah it's fragile but i can still bike and work and like exercise so that's fine no i haven't been golfing i miss it though but i'm biking cruising around just man there's this joe there's that man whistler's the best man there's this there's this <laughs> let's go there's this little culvert i'll t- i'm gonna take you here 100 percent. oh guys joe's coming out joe and emil are uh coming out to whistler ten days. in 10 days when is you... betty gonna be there yeah he will he will be here august so... august 21st yeah so 11 days but... dude so you're coming out in 10 days okay you know what i was you know what else i was thinking about i re i re-listened to the first like 15 minutes of our last little momentum podcast as well I was just laying on the lawn the other day, and um, man, it it's like in a reflective sort of um, view. It's been so nice, uh, like this entire summer. Like work's been going good, everything's been good, having great friends around. And then I kind of had the anticipation of going back to Ottawa and going to see like my brother's cottage for the first time, seeing you, seeing seeing my family, seeing the Bartons who were all up at McGregor Lake. Um, so I had that anticipation. And then, so that's kind of enjoyable as well. And then obviously the trip back is, was just, it was the best visit back to the East, I've, East Coast I've ever had. Like it was, it was just so sick. It was just perfect. It was like, all time. It was all time, man. Just seeing, seeing my brother at his cottage and he was just so, so like happy and in his, yeah, in his, in his elements and seeing him with mm-hmm. all of his friends just actually made me so friggin' happy. And then we just ripped around like water skiing, cliff jumping, went fishing. We built like a little woodshed. We just did a bunch of stuff, and it was just God. It was just so sweet. And that was like the first couple days. And then yeah, connecting with the Bartons and stuff at the cottage and seeing my mom and dad was just really awesome as well. But uh, where was I going with this? It's just, uh, oh yeah. So you get to anticipate yeah. that you get to enjoy that. Then you get to like bask in, oh. <laughs> <laughs> bask in it, brother. You get to bask in like the afterglow of that. And then now I get this new little anticipatory phase of you and Emil coming out here for, for 10 days in 10 days. And that's should be friggin' awesome as well. And then it's just great, man. It's really, really great. Here's a question for you, buddy. Yeah. So you do all this, like, uh, Mark, Mark, for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, maybe you've, you probably do know by now, but he's pretty, like, a hardcore in terms of, like, extreme sports, I'll say. Like, he's pretty badass on skis. You see him do some cliff jumping. He's doing, like, flips and shit, like, Thanks, 40 buddy. feet up. Thank you. He's, uh, you just got good body control. I feel like you're conducive to doing, like, cool shit in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's not really the point I was trying to get to. I feel like my perception of you is like you're pretty freaking fearless. Like I see some of the stuff you do and it just terrifies me. Not like I'm worried about you kind of way. I'm just like imagining myself doing it and I'm Uh like, I can't. I just can't imagine myself ever getting to like a mental 
place to like ever build up yeah. to do like a backflip off a 40 foot cliff or some shit uh-huh. like that. I, I don't think I'd ever do it. But uh, I guess my question to you is, is I see you in this way, but like when you're doing these things, are you just utterly like confident? Is there still like a twinge of fear? I guess maybe that's a healthy thing. Yeah. And then what was like the last thing that you were truly like made you scared? Dude, this and maybe is, it's not like an extreme thing. This maybe is it's... so man. You, the, the, um, what's the word? Um, like, okay. <laughs> I was just about to tell you about this really cool culvert. And then I got distracted on that whole tangent that I just went on and you just linked and you just linked it back to the culvert without even knowing we, um, okay. There's this really cool, um, massive, like huge steel culvert. That's maybe like, uh, like 15 feet in diameter. Culvert? What are you it's, even... a, it's like a big metal tube that connects this river from uh and it's it sends the river underneath the road yeah yeah. so it's a big like 15 foot um diameter like massive culvert and what i was gonna say when i was like oh whistler's so cool man is um you can just go to it and you can just jump off it into this like beautifully like serene little swimming hole and the water's like super clear and it's just ah it's just it's really really pleasant but uh about two months ago I've, I've, I've had this uh, desire to do like a little bit of like a river surfing stunt there. And we set up a, what I was going to do and what we did is we set up a rope across the culvert, tied it up really tight. And then we lashed out like another like ski rope almost to, um, to like kind of be a little bit like removed from the, the rope that was fastened across. Uh, and then we, it was, it, the water was freezing. So we had our wetsuits on and everything. And we brought like a good like little like a little wakeboard shaped piece of plywood, and I wanted to like kind of edge out into the into the really fast moving water and like hop up and sort of surf on it, I guess. And the the water was moving like really 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 fast, and about twenty five feet past the culvert where we were going to be surfing, it it was like pretty rocky, like it was moving fast oh. and it was rocky. But the swimming hole's good because you can jump off of it. So that's deep, but yeah, that's a chill. That's a good that's spot. Like chill. you're doing something else, but it this was, the, and, the, and the water was pumping, man. We were standing on top of it, looking down and it was running really, really quick. Like Chris and Ryan were there. Marnus was there. Boa was there and we got it all set up. And I, that's, that, that's the last time that I actually felt like, like, boom, 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 boom. like my heart was beating. I was like, fuck man. Like just like fast moving water is, you know, it's not, Scary. it's not your, it's not your place, man. Yeah, and, that'll humble you quick. Yeah, and so what? What, what happened was this? <laughs> yeah, what happened? I, did you so do it? I, I hope not. Dude. I did. Yeah, I so what I but I didn't oh do it successfully. God. I didn't do it successfully. So what <laughs> I did is I, I grabbed the rope, and I have got the board, and I'm sort of like treading water. And the weird part is like to just to the side of the culvert, it's like an eddy. Like there's no current at all. It's almost like bringing you like up and into it. So I was just kind of in beside it, getting ready to go into it. <laughs> And I tried to just eke myself into it, and instantly I just got like, whoa! Like just, it, it was like I was being like, just like pushed back at my chest, and I was so I was holding on one hand, holding onto the rope, another hand holding onto the piece of wood, and I was just I was like that for about like five seconds, and I was, and I I was like okay, fuck this piece of wood. I just chucked the piece of wood, and and then I was like kind of just 
Ryan's got such a funny video of it, man. I'm just essentially getting like, I'm getting like thrashed yeah. by this really pants. just like boom, boom. And then, yeah, one of my booties fell off because I was wearing like my neoprene um, wetsuit booties as well. And one of them mm. just got shucked off from the fast moving water. And and I was trying to get as far over to the to the safe side as possible because I didn't know really what was going to happen when I let go. Like, I didn't know if I was going to be in those rocks in like 20 seconds, like, sorry, in like, in like a split second. Yeah. So yeah, I was, yeah. I was trying to like edge myself over as close to the safe spot as I could. And, uh, when I, I, I got as close as I could and I was like, Hey, I guess I just have to let go now. And I let go and then just quickly swam to the shore and, uh, and yeah, exhausted, exhausted, man exhausted Dude, and it was that is a, your adrenaline was going man. yeah that yeah. was full it was on. really intense and you could really hard you could hardly get like good breaths too because like did you go first or did yeah yeah, like, yeah i went first did anyone go after you i hope not marnus was gonna try but then the uh the carabiner that we hooked the rope on to just like fucking broke <laughs> so yeah oh. Dude, and then so, Marnus, dude, okay, Marnus did something. Great operation out there. Ma Ma Marnus did something even crazier, man. He, okay, you know those. Marnus, for anyone who doesn't know, is Mark's other housemate, and I, and a good friend of both of ours, a mutual friend. I can't wait to see this guy, but just, just to give some context, Marnus, go. Dude, it's gonna be so great having you out here and everyone under the same roof. Um, dude, Marnus grabs a, so he, he brought a Explorer two hundred. Like one mm. of those boats that you float the river of it's Golden Walmart James with. dinghy. Yeah, Walmart dinghy. That's orange, orange and black that yeah. everyone has, and it's just yeah. We had one float around, have a couple beers. I we think had... it comes with a six pack. Yeah, <laughs> they should sell those. Um, they uh, a little package deal. Um, imagine that it was before. I want you to get back. To no, the of course. Imagine, yeah, you go. Imagine you get a two for instead of getting a T-shirt, you get a little Explorer in it. <laughs> lawsuit. That would be such a. Oh lawsuit. yeah. Oh yeah. My son drowned like in the freaking. Yeah. Culvert, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, Marnus grabs this Explorer two hundred, and the culvert is long. It's it's probably like he went in it, dude. No, so he he grabs it, and so like I said, the big metal tube puts the water underneath the road. Marnus goes on the other side of the road, and and he wants to float the culvert in this insanely fast moving water, and Ryan went up to um to kind of just be his like homeboy up there to kind of get him off on the right foot. And he said it was insane. Like, like he said it was like a four foot drop into the like fast moving water. And then once he was, uh, once he was floating like through the culvert, he was going at an insane speed. <laughs> and then there was this like standing wave right at the end where we were trying oh, to surf. No. And he just like, yeah. he just like, whoa, boom. And it was, it was fine. And then he just swam to shore and, and yeah, it was wild. It, it was crazy. But he crazy. just did it. He just did it. He just he sent the culvert on, on an explorer. It was so epic. And you want to take me to this place? Okay, yeah. So here's the thing, Joe. I went there. Like, on... I'll jump into the chill part. Dude, I, 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 I went there on now. Sunday, and it's crazy what water levels can do, man. What a what, like this tumult, not tumultuous, this like turbulent whirlwind of water where we were doing that stunt two months ago is now just like a serene pool that is like chill and just yeah just filled with water yeah yeah but it's like slowly moving water it's like calm and and just very chill so that's where i want to take you but water levels man they can they can fuck shit up talk to anyone who's been in a flood <laughs> have you ever experienced <laughs> what is the most like 
force of nature moment you've ever experienced? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, As an Ontarian, is that a word? I don't know. I don't, I haven't really like, other than a couple big thunderstorms or it's not like we have tornadoes or hurricanes or. Probably the biggest force of nature moment that I've got two. One that I've like seen from afar was when uh, I was golfing in Pemberton a couple summers ago. A big sky, really beautiful golf course, and Mount Curry is. Did you ever go to Pemberton? Yeah, you went to Pemberton, right? Yeah, you I know. Joffrey. So Mount. No, Cur- vaguely. So you remember Mount Curry, right? Like just yeah, that insane, like just vertical, like right up wow. from the valley. And yeah. in the spring, uh, all the snow at the top starts melting a lot, and it just creates um, these rock slides that are. It it sounds just like rolling thunder for the entire day like we were and you can just see these plumes of dust and you can just you can hear the base of these rocks just crashing into other rocks and you're just it's it's yeah it's humbling you're like holy f there's a lot of weight moving down this mountain yeah. right now in the form of in the form of rock gravity is a cruel mistress yeah it just yeah and then the other one is i uh, was in like I was skiing inbounds in um, on Blackham, and I popped into this little like chute that I always kind of pop into, and I just hopped into it, and then just did one turn, and the whole thing in front of me just like s- like cracked up, like th- like there was an avalanche that was like happening in front of me, and I uh, or like not an avalanche. Where was this? Not, no, sorry, I shouldn't say avalanche. There was like a yeah, little yeah, like a little, little slide, but it yeah. was yeah, it was crazy to see. You just you see like. 30 feet, where was this though uh, in 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 whistler black home spanky's ladder um like R- ruby bowl so like in 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 bounds yeah yeah in on piste on piste yeah so it's sort of it's crazy you just see like 30 feet ahead of you you see the the snow sort of get these like cracks, cracks through it and then you just start going really fast because you're going on it and you're on something that's moving it's like you're on a treadmill that's moving forward and you're moving forward you know yeah so it's yeah, like you yeah. just start going hyperspeed and then i just like straight lined it out of it and it was fine but you just went straight what as a yeah as, like, as what, a like, person what do you... who doesn't really know what to like if i was in that situation what is the best possible thing i, I think i think you're supposed to just go straight and then try to try to like eager, out of e- the egress out of the path of the slide when you're on such a steep like run out like that yeah that's when it can get fucked because then you just go in like, like mo- you start going like mock 10 and you're you're going quick but yeah. i think and you're supposed to like pat your feet too i think i, I don't really know kind of pat your feet like like just like to like because if you if you don't you go underneath the moving snow and then your skis are on the base of the slide and there's snow on top of your skis now at this point and you're locked in and you can't do anything so i think you're supposed to like sort of yeah like pat your feet to like egg beat like on top of it kind of yeah get oh pat your okay yeah like uh duck walk your feet out of the snow no not that yeah just like bam 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 bam. like uh like you're doing fast feet you know when you're doing fast feet at like rugby or something sure do you remember uh i feel like we've told this story before but do you Remember when we were doing that like uh, relay at at morning fitness at rugby, and the, there was a component of it that was the bear crawl. Oh my god, dude! I did a. I definitely we're gonna get to that. I don't think we told that, oh, but really? uh, I was I was doing some park workouts with a buddy last week, and uh, and I 
we, we kind of like you suggest an exercise. I suggest an exercise. You suggest, and we create our own little circuit. Sure. Some stuff around the park. And one of the ones I suggested was bear crawl. And I was firmly thinking about that moment. I actually, I think about that all the time. Dude. That, that was fucked, man. <laughs> Can I tell it? I'd like, love. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Mark. Uh, so we have this morning fitness routine I, or not. There's like a, like yeah, Monday morning fitness. Monday morning fitness. Right yeah. on the it's like mobility work. Just just get a little run on Monday uh, morning. It was good for like your um your um footwork and No, I I'm talking more mental, like just getting up at six thirty and going to the field. It was just I don't know. It always was yeah. such a bitch to go, but once you were done you were like, Nice, like we did that. Oh, it starts your day great. And I mean, it's like that that's the beauty of team sports, man. It's cause you're not going through that shitty thing alone yeah and doing doing that with others especially people like you you hold in high esteem and is it's so like empowering it feels so good yeah man that's what makes like uh, rugby such a great sport yeah obviously any team sport's gonna be awesome but how can you not love the guy next to you when you're literally going to battle for an hour and a half. Like he's putting his body in line. You're putting your body in line. It's definitely not like the strictly safest sport, but it's so it's like as close as like the modern day can come to just like a, just like a localized battle, like Mm -hmm. a non-weaponized, like us versus you. We're just going to run through you. You've got this ball. There's some rules that you have to follow, but like it's literally rules. It's a war and it's like a tactical war of physicality and, and smarts and athleticism. Yeah. 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 Wow, dude. I yeah. want to play rugby. I know, dude. I miss it so much. Maybe one day I'll get this hand operated on and get back out there. Just be an old wily vet. And before we got <laughs> to sideline on the, oh, That's, bear crawl. Yeah. So Mark, we're at this Monday morning fitness and I don't know if I'll be able to really do this justice by just describing it, but it's we're kind of doing like a you know the old school elementary school relay race where like one kid does an obstacle course and he comes back and you you tag clap your, you tag the next guy in line and then he goes and it's like the group that finishes first uh-huh. exactly that we're in groups of four but and, and it's this exercise that exercise like suicides push-ups do bear crawl yeah i feel like we're like i feel like we're pretty close to the lead we're competing. Yeah, we're we're up there. Marcos Marcos into the bear crawl. There's maybe like four or five groups ahead of us. He literally finished this fifty meter bear crawl and we were like ten seconds ahead. Dude, I from I being just... five seconds down. It was I've never seen a more fluid. It actually looked like a like an animal. If you could just fur him, <laughs> fur him up. Like he had like a second elbow. Yeah, I don't even know. I was just I was, it's like I was running falling over with my butt in the air just could you still do that or i, I mean know. obviously you're injured but like let's say your hand was healthy do you even think you could still do that i'm not sure i think that was youth i think that was youth youthful youthful like elasticity of the body <laughs> <laughs> do that laugh <laughs> Woo. Beep. Uh. Beep. dude that's another great thing that uh marnus has introduced me to just going like beep <laughs> Yeah, just kind of primal sounds. Yeah, just a little like, yeah, all right, man, have a good day. See you later. <laughs> I told this to Mark uh, the other day, but I sent sent Mark a video of this, like, the Turkish people, uh, these uh, Turkish mountain people that communicate 
via whistling. It was like one of these old endangered <laughs> languages. You know, they're like really proud of it. They want to, they want to, but the kids aren't into it. Of course, they're not oh. into it because they have, the lady just says there's a sharp drop off in long range whistle communication pretty much right when cell phones came out, Hell which yeah. I didn't really foresee, but, but, uh, these, <laughs> <laughs> these old women are up in the, uh, in the hills farming the Turkish hills and they're, communicating with each other from like farm pasture to pasture from valley to valley with these whistles and she's describing about how like you can get more detail in your high pitch whistling but your low pitch whistling travels further oh. and she's talking about it and then at the end she does this like intricate 10 second whistle and at the bottom they have it captioned <laughs> like translating it and it just says can you go grab some apples from that tree and then it just pans to like right across the valley a kilometer away. And there's some old granny, like another old granny, 60 years old, up in a tree. Like she climbed up in the tree and she's just plucking apples. It's so freaking funny. Oh, my God. I don't know how you could find this if you're interested in watching. Maybe search like Turkish whistling people or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so rich. That's like, that's like BBC Planet Earth, but for like people. Yeah, I would love to see David Attenborough just narrate that. Yeah. But. Man. Fuck yeah. Gosh darn. Dude, so what's one thing? I feel like... Uh, just like buzzing. We should, right end, we should end it on this. I think you're buzzing. Yeah. What's one thing that like you're going to do that's something new in the next oh, week? Interesting. Just like set something for yourself. Do, do, do you have one? Yeah, I have a wooden boomerang. <laughs> and I've I've thrown like the gel boomerang before uh -huh. and caught it. Yeah. The wooden boomerang is insanely intimidating. Whoa. Yeah. It cause... actually gains speed. It's so scary. Oh my god. I don't know like the wing effect or how like I can't throw a baseball as hard as I can throw a boomerang. Yeah. It just goes faster and faster when it's coming back at you and I say coming back at you very vaguely. It's usually like 50 feet away from me, sure. but it's intense. But I think I want to just go to like, I need to find like a soccer field complex yeah. or something. Yeah. Cause you can't, we went to some park. It was like the biggest park. And I threw this thing and it went 300 feet because it just winged and didn't turn. Oh. And it went 300 feet and landed in someone's backyard. <laughs> Dude, it's, like, just... it's like using one of those Arobi air discs. You have to be in some, open space for something like that mm -hmm. i would love to throw one of those aerobies again that's such a skillful disc yeah it really is man but yeah you, that's uh... gonna be my new thing what's yours bud okay Put I'm... Me on the spot. Can... just say yeah something. no i like it can i talk about something that i did new when i was up at my parents cottage sure man the um so i've mentioned the bartons a couple times uh they're like they were the family at uh the lake that i grew up at when i was a kid who yeah, like Patty was like my like homeboy growing up, but now we're all um like I don't know, we're all like adults and stuff and it's different vibe. Different vibe, yeah, it's all But same good times. Same good times. Like Pat, like me and Patty were closest in age, but now I'd say I'm closer with all all of them and like even like yeah, close to Patty as well. And uh they are they're an awesome family. They are all all the guys in the family are engineers and they just create fun they create fun like you should see the high dive that they 
that they just designed and built at their place. It's like a it's like a twelve foot high dive with a six springboard on the top. Oh, Joe, you probably jumped off of it. I, I yeah, shit my pants, dude. Yeah, that 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 thing is sweet. Like that's a that's a marvel. And uh, man, they've done really cool stuff to the inside of their cottage too. Like they've knocked out walls and really mm. opened it up. But the latest thing that they've created is a hydrofoil. Do you know what that is? Is that where it's like a surfboard, but like there's a wing. You're not there's... actually, yeah. There's like yeah. a wing below it, so like you're actually you're cutting the water. Yeah, dude, you're you're. But you're, you're not actually in the water. There's two wings underneath of a surfboard, essentially. Well, in this case, like a piece of plywood, which is just so classic. I freaking love that. Like we grew up just like doing everything behind the boat on pieces of plywood, and the fact that they've just just drilled this hydrofoil into a piece of plywood just made me mm. so happy. Um. But yeah, they made that Peter, the dad, made a hydrofoil uh, just out of like parts and component, like carbon fiber, wings, like sweet little mast. He riveted everything in and uh, it's awesome. Those things cost like like twenty five hundred (laughs) dollars. I asked the Bartons, I was like, what do you think parts were on this? And he was like one hundred and seventy bucks. Crazy. And yeah. uh, just a little know-how and some uh, mm-hmm. ingenuity. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, so I got to go and test that out at the lake, and it was so frigging cool, man. You get up, and uh, it took, it was actually pretty difficult to get up, too. I kind of thought I would just pop up on it because I've, like, I don't know, done so many things behind the boat. Um, but it took me a couple tries, but once you get up, it's like you lean back a little bit, and all of a sudden you just levitate out of the water. And you're levitating and you're just you're looking down at this cool looking wing underneath and you're and you're just sort of lean a little bit forward. You go down a little bit, you lean a little bit back and you're just there's no uh, like turbulent, like there's no bouncing of the water. It's smooth and you're just you're just hovering on this water and you're just you're so like focused in it and turning a little bit and it it really like turns. So you have to be like super. I don't know, chill and smooth when you're turning it. But it was really, really cool. It was sweet. Well, remember when you were saying like how you're you're looking for that perfect glassy conditions? Like yeah. that's glass all the time. Permaglass. Glass on demand. Yeah. That's what the guys who do all the windsurfing around here, a lot of them have. Yeah, because you can – it, it allows really you to – really rough, choppy waters out here, but the yeah. wind is so great. Uh-huh. But they're just it, – it looks incredible when they're – because they're actually in such big waves that like – when they crest over a big wave, it's almost they don't raise and lower with the wave. Like they just stay at the same uh-huh. plane. And like when a big wave comes up, it almost kisses the bottom of their board. Yeah. But then when the wave goes down, there's a bigger gap. But like they're just they look so smooth. It doesn't look like they're getting rocked at all by these waves. Uh huh. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it was so really cool. really cool. Um, what fuck? I was gonna say something else about it. Oh yeah, uh, another cool thing about that is you can like kite surf and stuff in much lower wind. Because you don't have as much friction on the drag on drag exactly yeah so you can kite surf and like they're probably gonna like Peter's got a kite as well and he's probably gonna rip kite surf. It's the next. It's the next evolution. Yeah, man. Peter Barton has one of the scariest gainers off the high dive you've ever seen. I swear to God, every time he <laughs> Peter's does it, the dad by Peter's, the way. Yeah, Peter's, Peter's the like dad. The, the like sixty year old. I don't know fifty potential between yeah. the ages of fifty and sixty. Probably. Yeah, he's like yeah he. He does this gainer, and I swear to God, every time you think he's gonna, he's just gonna freaking hit the diving board. But he's dude, he's like the dad who's got his trademark diving board tricks, but they're actually dope. Yeah, yeah. Like his sweet. his one and a half front flip into a dive. It's 
it's I, class. I vividly remember that. It's from class. when we were when we yeah. were there the one time. Dude, John, John tried to do a, a double and over rotated and just smacked his face on the water. He had like, yeah, he had some damage, some rotational velocity. Shout, shout out, actually, Jacob, uh, Jacob Barton, the oldest. He listens to every episode. Shout out to you, Jacob, if you're listening to this. He's working hey, at cheers, he's working Jacob. at Apple. Dude, he goes to Shanghai like like before COVID. He would go to he goes to Shanghai like four times a year, just to like look at the product and stuff. Oh, like yeah. to go to the factory. Just to go to the factory and make sure everything's everything's good. It reminded me of um the um book Shoe Dog. The the uh, have you heard about that book? The um it's like the autobiography of um Phil Knight, the guy who created Nike. Mm. And back when he was back when he was starting out, he just would go to Japan and and like sort like go to the factories and stuff just to get the dopest shoes. Man, Nike's a crazy, crazy story. Yeah. It's Dude, just kind of it's were... it's a good product, but it is such a right place, right time with like uh, the endorsements and stuff, and like MJ and yeah, 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 and they crazy uh, dude. They were so close to. It's a great book. They were um they were so close to going bankrupt and going out of business so many times. Like banks wouldn't lend them money, and they needed it, and they like extended their like order, like they kind of yeah. extended their ordering like beyond their riches. And, they uh, were kind of playing it fast and loose just to mm-hmm. keep it going. Actually, the company was called uh, Blue Ribbon too before uh, before Nike. It'd be funny if they got a little Paps endorsement. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh. uh, but something new that I'm gonna try. Uh, and before you get out here, we'll, we'll be um, dude. I'm gonna run up to the top of the Creekside Gondola. That's what I'm gonna do. Running, running just on r- like run, no trail. You're just gonna like. Oh no, there, go. there's there's trails that you can do, and and I've I have not been running a lot uh, on flat ground just because it it bothers my right knee, but I've been pretty. I went to physio and she said, since I injured my foot a couple years ago, it's probably like I like broke my foot, and she said it's probably effed up how I walk and stuff. So it's probably like effed up with the alignment or whatever in my knee but running uphill uh running uphill doesn't seem to bother me and i think i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna run to the top of creekside gondola mm. yeah Dude, and, then, and, then, and then and then download which is great because then you don't have to fucking run down yeah oh you can just yeah you just yeah yeah you're just up there down then, on the left down on the left exactly so yeah i think i'm gonna do that yeah fuck yeah joe that was a great question i'm gonna do that hold me to that Dude. but i'm gonna do it Hundred percent. Well, you're gonna show me pictures of it when, yeah. Uh, yeah, when I come out. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Great times hey. we live in, man. Great times we live in. Should we uh, take these great times and wrap them up with some great sponsors? Let's do that. Let's do that, man. What's our What's our first? Man, before we do that, I just want to say thank you to just all the incredible people that. I have in my life and I'm sure a lot of them are crossovers for people you have in your life as well. Like we have mm. a lot of like similar friends, but I don't know. It's just, it's great. It's really great to see. And like when you don't see someone for a really long time and you get back together and it's just, I don't know. It's just really good. I feel like there's a really good nucleus going on right now and it's, it's great. And it just makes me happy. And you're, you're vibing. It's so freaking hard right now. And I love it. Yeah, man. I love it. Yeah. I want to extend that thank you to uh, all Mark's friends too. 
Let's fucking go. Let's go build the momentum. Best Friends Catching Up is brought to you by our longtime sponsor, the Pelican Fish Market and Grill. Wonderful, wonderful fishery. Restaurants as well. Uh, not fisheries. Delivery. Sorry. Delivery. Hey, they do it all. Best man. seafood in fresh. Ottawa in times of COVID. Dude, they pivoted so the well. Grocery stores are getting them fresh. Dude, shout so. out to Emil, man. They pivoted so well. Uh, they COVID, like they really managed to hold hold the line. And shout out to Pelican. And if you're in Ottawa, um, go grab some go grab some lunch or grab some fish that you can cook at home. It's an awesome, awesome spot. Our other sponsors are. Charette Wealth Management. Boom. Shout out to you, Alex. Freaking legend. Goddamn. Enjoy that new cottage, Alex. And that new boat. Man, that new boat. Dude. uh, Hold on. May I? I? What is it called? The Blue Thunder? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, dude. Nice, Joe. I was just about to say that. Dude, Alex got a, a 1972 Thundercraft. And it is just every bit as epic as you can even picture in your head it is it's like baby blue it sits in the water like a little skiff just ready to go it's got friggin like tan interior (laughs) seats it's you can rip behind it on a water ski you can take a charcuterie out to the middle of the lake with it it is sick (laughs) he is so freaking happy man dude seeing him on the lake okay so you only got it like a week before i arrived so nobody had seen it on the lake yet and, dude, you should have seen the reactions of people seeing this boat for the first time, especially when oh, he was in dude, it. Dude, it's like when you're rolling through town in a vintage car. Like, everyone's dude, that's exactly it. Yeah, man. It felt like you were in, like, a friggin' convertible, like, Cadillac. He would just rock up to someone's, like, his neighbor's dock, and they were, they'd be like, whoa, like, what the fuck is this? Like, no way. And he's just <laughs> got a huge grin on his face, so. Oh, my yeah. God. So if you want to see the guy who owns the, uh, the Blue Thundercraft, <laughs> Type in Charette Wealth Management on Google and just peruse. Yeah. yeah. Our other sponsors are unofficially Chris Harris Saunas. Yeah, Nuka Saunas. Nuka Saunas. Nuka Saunas. Check Google them out on that. Instagram, Google. He's shipping, he's shipping in Canada now, and they're friggin' awesome. I use it all the time. It's great. It's They're and sweet cedar saunas. Last but not least, S3L Mortgage Broker. Boom. Google it. Yeah. Or give me a ring. I want to also give a shout out to uh, Ryan Harris, who uh, just put his first ever song on Spotify. You should go check that out as well. Uh, so Ryan, uh, Ryan did a commercial with um, Corona. Well, not like a commercial, like a short video, like a little three minute video yeah. with Corona, yeah, yeah. The, the beer company. And um, like a commercial that you want to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You watch it. And at the end, you're like, whoa, that's a Corona commercial. <laughs> <laughs> one of those one of those uh, sort of things. Uh, and he uh, he wrote and produced. Sorry, he didn't produce, but he wrote and uh, performed a song in a studio on on Bowen Island here on the West Coast, and uh, it went great. And he just put it on Spotify. Go give it a listen, everybody. It's called uh, "Search Up Ryan Harris" or "Search Up uh, Close to Home." Ryan Harris, Spotify. Wow, there's, a, there's an inspirational lad right there. Dude, big plug. Hey, so I know we always ask this uh, of our guests usually when they're on, mm-hmm. but I think it's good to keep ourselves honest. And yeah. uh, so in spirits of best friends catching up, who's an old friend you haven't spoke to, Mark, in a while that you want to reach out to? Dude, I haven't spoken to um, Malcolm McKenzie in uh, maybe like like three or four months, I would say. Three months, let's say. Uh, he's uh, 
he's a doctor now, like a full-on doctor, graduated U of T med. And uh, I talked to him a little bit a couple months ago, just about like the whole COVID. Um, I don't know, just like how it was going. And he kind of, he filled me in a little bit and I'd be interested just to kind of touch base with him again and see how it's going and just talk shop. So I'm going to call it Malcolm McKenzie, Dr. MG. How about you, Joe? I'm going to call Johnny Arch. Yes. Fuck yeah. Let's go, man. Dude. John was an old buddy of both of ours in university, but uh, you know how these things go. You just lost touch, but uh, really good friend, and uh, I, I can't wait. I'm going to commit to it, man. I'm doing it this week. I'm going to call him like 10 times until he picks up. Attaboy. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and sell him a duct cleaning while I'm at it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys work that job together or something? Like, Was that when you were like little like industrial so we worked, duct we cleaners? We worked in... Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't really duct cleaning. It was way more fucked. Uh, so yeah, we worked yeah, in a. I, I remember we worked this, in like an industrial factory. Yeah, which obviously a factory is industrial, but it was for <laughs> where they made the chassis for pickup trucks. Oh, and this was in like near London, Ontario, and we were cleaning out like the wax oven. These chassis get stored outside, but like they're gonna rust. Uh-huh. So what they do is they dip them in this like hot like grease wax type substance uh-huh. and then they can store them all outside. And then when you were like ready to use it, you'd like chip all the wax off, but it's just like a sealant basically. Mm. And we would have to go in there. So th- this thing is like five stories tall and the pit where the wax is like 30 feet deep. Oh my God. And you're just in this giant oven oh. and it gets shut off. And for a week it needs to be cleaned. And we would just go in there with like hydraulic, like basically like a, like a jackhammer, but it has a chisel on the end. And we're just chiseling like six inches of wax off the walls. And like there's grating everywhere and every grate, like you need to chisel through the grate. It's crazy. And the the last thing we did, dude, was (laughs) the actual like part that heats up the wax. Like you go to the bottom of the pit. Like everything's locked out, tag out, all right? Like this oven's not going to turn on or anything. Sure, Safety but first. dude, that's like. But it's I, still I, scary I, being I, in there because it's yeah. just still it's still really hot. It's the middle of the summer. It's still like dude, oh. it's still like 120 degrees in there. Dude, Rob Lowe's and you're wearing gotta... Tyvex, Tyvex paper suits, and they oh. just like rip instantly. It's just such a garner. Rob Lowe's got to pay you a visit or pay that fucking. That's yeah, dirty dude. Yeah. This is exactly a dirty job kind mm. of job. Mm. But uh, the last thing you gotta do is go clean out all the dust from the actual like heat source oven that's below this. Uh, this pit of wax oh you go in there and it's just so fucked you're like in an apocalyptic you're wearing full face masks god bless the employer for providing that but yeah you're just sweeping up all this like dust i don't even know what the hell it is oh, but uh it is just gets so like dark in there and you just got this headlamp on and you're just and it's just all dusty everywhere you can't see two fucking inches in front of your face and you're just like 30 feet under this pit it's so scary whoa yeah, dude, that's great pay though, and it was doing it with the boys. I love yeah. that fucking fuck job. yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, man! Industrial duct cleaner. Yeah, so Johnny Arch is one of the boys that did this with. I'm gonna give him a call, dude. Johnny Arch, what a legend. Uh, folks, it's been another. It's been a treat. It's been a treat yeah, just doing another. As always, awesome little app here. We're thankful for every one of uh, you listeners, and yeah, we'll we'll do it again soon. Joe, I can't yeah, it's wait. Great, it's great hanging with you, Mark. Man, you, you, you're bringing so much positivity. It's really like 
rubbing off on me. I'm, I'm loving every second of it. Fuck yeah, dude. Cross country, Mo. Let's go. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wishing everyone well, honestly. Let's get after it, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. Let's freaking go, Joe. I can't wait to see you in a couple weeks, buddy. Signing out. You tell my sexes tonight.